Welcome to Charity Talks. I'm Brooke Dinevsky, and today I'm speaking with Princess Padmaja Kumari Parmar, the founder and president of Friends of Mewar. Padmaja is from the House of Mewar, the world's oldest serving dynasty. As you will hear, Padmaja founded Friends of Mewar to address three pressing challenges in India. Women's empowerment and education, lack of preventative health care, and preservation of cultural heritage. As for women's education, Friends of Mewar has done many things, such as restoring a girls' secondary school that was on its way to becoming a ruin. And in the area of preventive health care, Padmaja's foundation has focused on the increasing problem of blindness arising from untreated cataracts by partnering with medical facilities to provide screening and surgeries. Finally, Padmaja has been instrumental in preserving Indian cultural heritage in several ways including sharing numerous pieces of her family's artwork at the Smithsonian's National Museum of Asian Art for an exhibition showcasing the culture and heritage of Mewar. I think you'll enjoy hearing about the work that Padmaja and Friends of Mewar have been doing. Welcome to Charity Talks. I'm Brooke Tenefsky, and today I'm speaking with Princess Padmaja Kumari Parmar, the founder and president of Friends of Mewar. Padmaja, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure, Brooke. Thanks for having me. So before we discuss your founding of Friends of Mewar, can you tell us about yourself and your background? Uh, well, do we have about eight hours? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, um, Brooke, I'm, my family and I, we go back uh, we're from India and uh, I've been around a, a long, long time, date back to about 734 AD, which as of today comprises of um, 77 generations, um, something I'm very proud of, but also um, adds a very heightened sense of responsibility. And I have been living in Boston um, since 2011, which is when I got married and moved here. And that was really the the beginning of uh, thinking of ways and and um, and finding the right sustainable uh, methods and and models and learning on learning on the job, as one would say over here, um, to uh, want to stay connected, but also um, give back to the best of my ability. Um, there's so much out there in this world and with, with the world shrinking as much as it is, one's more aware of what all is going on. And um, initially I felt very lost and I wasn't quite sure on, um, on how to go about it and, and still make an impact. Um, but um, so once that cleared up, um, I, I realized, you know, starting small, but um, staying consistent is what truly excites me and makes me feel complete. Um, so that's that's where I've been. Amazing. And so, of course, the big question is, why did you decide to found the Friends of Muar? Uh, so to take the lead from what I just said, it was just really important for me to, um, I know that I would always be connected to India just because given that my family's there, I was born and brought up there. So I think that part came pretty easily that listen, how can I continue to stay connected? Um, but then the the bigger question and the harder question was, what can I do that would feel good and that would feel aligned with my values? 
um, and um, and that was truly the birth of, of Friends of Mewar. Um, I love the philanthropic mindset America has, uh, and I felt giving, given that I am geographically here in America, why not utilize that as an opportunity to be able to spread the word uh, about different aspects in India. And um, um, I'm, of course, very proud of where I come from, which is Udaipur, and how far, far back we we go, um, and and the work that my family is doing, but also outside of it. Um, there's, there are other projects that are in and around Udaipur, which have been very motivating to me, and, and I wanted to have a louder voice about it. Um, and I thought this would be a, a good platform or a good opportunity to, to do that. Yeah, I was just curious. Do you feel that starting this organization kind of bridged your experience with India and the U.S. and kind of culturally, or what has your experience been with that? I think it's been more of a learning curve. Um, so I think the bridges all I think were already there to a large extent, um, and um, but it was really learning on how to put it together in a sustainable manner, in a manner that could have a tangible and an intangible effect um, because there's several you know aspects on values heritage culture which can be so intangible and I wanted to be sure for myself that I just didn't get caught up in too many intangibles which for me to communicate that to the audience here so I just want to ask what is the actual mission of Friends of Mayor? So that was the answer that probably took me the longest to come about, that what does Friends of Mewar want to stand for? And there were so many aspects that I wanted to bring to the table. Um, and that's when I said, um, you know, smaller is better because it's more specific and it's simpler for me to comprehend. And if I'm going to be the communicator of this platform, of this opportunity, then I want to have it in a manner that can be easily projected. So I, you know, divided it into three uh, pillars um, where I could work um, f- for these three aspects. And, and I asked myself, what is it that motivates me the most? What, if, what is it that I've been most excited about? And um, the preservation of cultural heritage was very important, given that we go back as, as way back as we do. Uh, how can we continue to preserve that, share that, um, teach and learn from it? Um, so that's one pillar, and that's one. Some, the pro, there's some projects that come under that pillar. The second was preventive healthcare. I think it's just so important um, to have the basic education on how certain aspects can be prevented. Um, and um, and in India, we've had, those have been some very big challenges. You know, sometimes it's been hard just to get an iron pill to a, a pregnant lady. Uh, which in a place like America, one doesn't quite think about. Um, and that, you know, for me is preventative healthcare, right? I mean, just let's find ways to get an iron built to people out in the village, you know, and, and things of that nature. So that was the second pillar. And there were, of course, several other such examples that, that came to mind when I was thinking of this. And then finally uh, is the um, the w- women's empowerment and education. Um, I, I, Define them as three uh, different pillars, although I I feel all of them are intertwined. They can just be one giant pillar as well, because I think it has such a domino effect 
I think women's empowerment has to do with preservation of cultural heritage, which can support preventive health care. You know, it depends how one wants to weave the story and how it inspires you. Um, but for the sake of communication, this is how I've put it together for my foundation and my projects would come uh, under one of these pillars. And I know you mentioned women's education as one of them. So can you tell us about some of the projects the foundation has completed? Yes, actually, there's one very exciting one that I haven't quite put out on my, even haven't put out on my website yet. So you're the first person <laughs> I'm talking uh, uh, talking to. Uh, it's more out of just excitement than any, any other reason. There's a textile factory uh, in Udaipur, which employs 100 women. Um, and Friends of Mewar has just, uh, were in the works of collaborating with them and bringing some of their uh, products. Um, we're working on uh, stoles and scarves that are inspired by Udaipur and the, uh, the heritage and the culture of Udaipur. So the designs on the scarves would truly be a reflection of Udaipur. So anyone who has that, the idea is for them to for them to know it's from Udaipur because it's so specific to Udaipur, but also to know that it comes from a factory that employs 100 women. Um, and um, it also uses the fabric um, and the dyes that are um, local to the area. Um, and um, so that's the one project that I'm working on, which is just such a strong women's empowerment uh, project, I feel. It talks about... Um, you know, it's, you know, one can look at a scarf, but you can go back so many ways. It, it shows how when women can come together, what a brilliant enterprise they can, they can bring. Um, and the founder of, of um, this foundation, uh, Alka, has been such an inspiration to me, for me to be able, she's invited me to come and see her factory, to see how um, all the women are working um, over there, as well as what a super environmental project it is as well, because the dyes are all natural um, and the fabrics and the textiles are, are from the region. Um, so it just it sort of takes in several different aspects and brings it together. And having these products here in, in America is going to uh, share with the with the world um, what this little tiny, great region of Udaipur has to share. Um, so I'm really excited about um, about this upcoming project. And we're going to put it out uh, shortly. We're just finalizing a, a few details. Um, but um, so this is one such example. Yeah, amazing. And I mean, I think obviously the incredible aspect of it is that it is such a women-run and such an interesting entrepreneurial project that also connects to cultural heritage. So I think that's incredible. Exactly. And so, you know, exactly. Yeah. So speak, Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of cultural heritage, you already talked a little bit about, but can you tell us about more of your work in this area of the mission and also elaborate on why it's so meaningful to you? So, um, well, it, I, I love this part of my question is, is, is I love it because we've just, as of barely a month ago, been uh, able to, we've just shared um, 30 of our 300-year-old paintings from Udaipur, uh, which my family has preserved, um, with the Smithsonian Museum um, in Washington, D.C. Um, and Friends of Mewar has supported this initiative and this collaboration. Um, and this truly speaks to the preservation of cultural heritage. 
fantastic is we're preserving a part of our culture, a part of our heritage that can um, showcase and share so many different parts of Udaipur um, in a manner that can be uplifting, uh, sort of support of the arts. There's just so many different elements that can again be weaved into this. Um, but above all, it's truly a commitment to the preservation of the arts over hundreds of years. Um, we're delighted that the Smithsonian has uh, uh, decided to partner with us on the, on this and uh, and showcase these paintings. I feel everyone going to see these paintings. I certainly hope they would love and enjoy the the paintings itself, which is what the exhibition's on. Um, but I also think it'll be such a beautiful way of sharing um, Udaipur in a different perspective, right? Through paintings and art, you learn so much more. Um, Udaipur, as, as you know, and 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 I, I think many feel has become such a large, huge, big um, tourist destination. Uh, but this art exhibition will expand that perspective of people uh, about Udaipur, right? I mean, they all of a sudden think that or those who already know about Udaipur might be like, oh, wow, you know, I was just thinking about the hotels, but I didn't realize it had such, has such a uh, strong initiative in the preservations. Um, and um, so, again, just getting the word out um, about my community, about Udaipur, about the work that we're committed to doing um, in ways that people find, of course, inspirational, but fun and exciting and, and something they can relate to. And um, it can expand um, their existing thoughts on, on Udaipur or introduce Udaipur in a manner to them, um, which otherwise they would have never never known. Um, so I think creating this sort of awareness about, uh, about Udaipur globally feels um, very fulfilling. Yeah, and it seems like exhibits like that are such a good way for people who might not know about the culture to really engage with it. So it definitely sounds like really fascinating exactly exactly that's really the goal Brooke you know to get get um, get that out there in a manner that's the most palatable um, to a diverse group of uh, um, people yeah and so speaking a little bit more about the third aspect of your mission which is a lack of preventive health care and how it's a problem in India can you tell us about a little bit more about the extent of the problem there and what Friends of Mewar is doing in connection with its various healthcare projects? Yeah, um, as I mentioned, I mean, you know, there'll be some basic needs sometimes that just don't get met. Um, there'll be certain areas uh, which are too rural to get something as simple as a Tylenol across. And so we we have some of those challenges. But as a country, we're growing. There's a lot of global support that's uh, coming in. So I feel it's certainly getting better and i think you know supporters the, the international global support one is getting plus the internal support one is being able to provide is certainly changing that dynamic to to a certain degree is there more work to be done yes and and that's where i think friends of Mewar is and has been motivated to um, focus on the preventive healthcare aspect and just recently we have undertaken um, adopted about 27 villages in and around Udaipur to have to remove all uh, preventable blindness. Um, so we are, we've undertaken that project and we're very excited for, for, to, 
to, to do that. We've also learned that some of the prevention is so easy, but it just gets unnoticed because one just didn't have access. And, and Friends of Mira is proud to be able to provide some of these people that access so they don't lose their sight by providing them the cataract surgeries or providing them the basic eye hygiene, if you will, which is, you know, your regular checkups and things. Again, certain things that one to a large extent takes for granted in the Western world because the infrastructure exists. And uh, so I'm certainly not trying to compare the two. I, I, if it sounds like that, it's just to show uh, give a little bit more of a contextual um, information. Um, and um, so I felt this is something that could uh, truly be benefiting, not just to the individual receiving the site or getting having a cataract surgery or having the eyes checked, but really the, his or her whole community, right? Um, and, um, and I know that having sight is so helpful, um, especially in the rural areas to have a ongoing livelihood um, right. It, it uh, not only gives them the site back, but it gives them the opportunity to be able to continue to work. Um, and so all of these aspects make this um, very uh, a special project uh, for me. I think all the projects I feel very pulled, all my heartstrings pulled. That's sort of my asset test. I will go into something if I can feel my heartstring pull. I think it's an important part. Um, of course, there are various other specifics that need to come into place, but I can't have the specifics in place if my heartstrings aren't pulling. So that's my first prerequisite. And then I work towards the other aspects. And uh, so with this one, um, I'm, I'm really excited. And we have some great partners that we're working with uh, who have a, an eye institute, a well-established eye institute, um, and are being able to carry, uh, carry forward these missions. That's amazing. And I mean, I know you are working so closely with so many communities and individuals. So I'm just curious, do you have any specific personal experiences you can discuss about either the positive impact that Friends of Maywar has had on a person or community? Uh, you know, that's been one of the most fulfilling um, experiences, aspects, is the connections of the relationship with these communities, with these partners. That's been the, the learning I was referring to a little earlier, uh, because there's so much you can read um, and there's so much you can look up. Um, but what truly happens on the ground, how that can change for, for someone like me happens when these relationships with the community and, and the people uh, 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 are established. And so I've had um, the good fortune of having some brilliant, beautiful partners that I, I work with. And um, for my for the eye institution, there's a partner um, who I said is has a really well established eye institute called Alaknayan Mandir in, in Udaipur. Um, and um, they've been so focused on uh, connecting with the community, getting out there, getting to rural spaces, that's not easy to get to. These are not easily accessible uh, uh, places. I mean, so uh, that's been just um, a, a, a positive, beautiful experience to know that just because there isn't a well-paved road doesn't mean one can't get there. Um, and uh, we're very motivated to making sure that the lack of conventional access doesn't um, discourage us from um, from being able to provide um, the, the best um, healthcare we can in our capacity. 
So that's one such example. The same as we were talking about um, with the um, with the textile in, uh, industry. I mean, you know, speaking to these ladies, seeing the work that they're doing, their intricacy, their commitment, one just it makes you want to learn and grow all the time. It's these experiences, right? It's these relationships that really make you think outside your normal sort of comfort zone, if you will, because that's something that gets you so much, right? That, oh, think outside the box, think outside your comfort zone. What does that even mean? And where do you even go to experience that? Um, and I would ask myself that question. Um, and I didn't really understand that till I started having these experiences. This was my out of out of the box experience. Um, and it's really um, pushed me and challenged me and in ways, as I mentioned earlier, frustrated me, um, but truly been the cause of, if I may say so myself, the growth that I've experienced in, in the last few years. And, and, and this is the one big reason I would say I have felt so compelled. It's, it's um, the communities, the relationships, the people, the effect of the work one is doing um has truly come through this so and i think that a lot of people after hearing this will be really interested in what you're doing and how to get involved and so what is the best way that people who are interested can do so oh thank you brooke i appreciate you asking that well i do hope that um i encourage people to whom this has resonated um to reach out and get involved if it's um something that is pulled on your heartstrings to want to learn more to see you know how how can you make a difference to someone who's pretty much blind and then can see um or you know these women who work so tirelessly and make beautiful um textiles and for them to be exhibited somewhere in um in the in another part of the world so this story about them can can be more global um i think the easiest way um would be through uh, through my website which is www.friendsofmewar.org um we're also on instagram and our instagram handle actually is uh, friends of Mewar underscore FOM. Um, I'm not sure why we struggled with just getting friends of Mewar, but we, I think we <laughs> dropped the ball a little bit on that. But, no. you know, when you're a little bootstrap, you have to sort of find ways to be, find ways it of works. communicating. Um, so um, that will give you an opportunity to um, look at some of the projects we've been involved with. Um, I'm on Instagram. Mine is a more personal Instagram. Um, so uh, it, it might not... To, not all my Instagram uh, is on on the projects, but if uh, if that is of interest, please look me up by my full name, um, Padmaja Kumari Parmar, uh, which is the same as my website, Um I think in today's time, the the digital way of looking people up is probably the easiest, and uh, of course, all our emails are very active. If there are any questions. Um, or, uh, or ideas um, or anything one wishes to communicate, um, feel free to reach out on info at uh, friendsofmewar.in. And um, so that's um, that's our uh, email address. And um, But I, I mean, you know, now it's just so easy to find 
people and organizations and, and what have you, but I'll, I'll certainly keep an eye out um, to hear from anyone who's um, been present with us today and uh, wishes to learn more and, and find ways of um, um, collaborating. Yeah, great. Thank you. And before we conclude, is there anything else that you'd like to add or reiterate about Friends of Maywa or any of the work you've been doing? Well, I just want to really congratulate you for doing what you're doing and, and giving uh, um, organizations and nonprofits um, a voice. I'm sure the people who are hearing me today, I would not have reached. I would have not reached them um, unless it was for you. So, I really want to thank you for that. And uh, and I hope uh, our friends of Mewar can continue to uh, inspire people um, to find ways to um, to make this world a better place really right i mean that's why we we all do this and however small or big it is um it doesn't matter as long as it even reaches one person that's motivating enough for me um so i appreciate everyone's support and interest um in whatever manner they they deem fit